party people! Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week I am joined by freelance podcast editor and one of the hosts of the Watch Watch podcast, Madison Ray, for a game of Star Wars Force and Destiny by Fantasy Flight Games. As the name implies, Force and Destiny, the third installment in Fantasy Flight Star Wars trilogy, covers the moral journey of Force-sensitive individuals as they rise through the ranks and become Jedi or succumb to the dark side. It's a super cool game, and I can't wait for you to hear it. So without any further ado, let's throw it over to Past Me, who was waiting a long time ago in podcast space far, far away. Take it distant, Past Me. Thanks, Future Me. This week, my guest is Madison Ray. Madison, thank you for coming on Party of One. Happy to be here. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. I feel like nobody ever asks me. <laughs> it's very important. You know, you talk to all these people all the time, and maybe they want to know how you're doing. I, I, I feel that way. <laughs> so up top, why don't you talk about anything you might want the audience at home to know about, anything you're working on, that all that good stuff. All right. Well, um, hey, audience. Uh, my name is Madison Ray. You might know me on the internet as Maddie K. Ray. That's my hashtag brand. Um, I am a freelance... I'm trying to make my name as a freelance uh, podcast editor, and um, I'm working on some podcasty things myself. I do a fan cast uh, of the One Shot Podcast Network's first watch called Watch Watch. We watch the watch. And I am working on currently producing a Mass Effect podcast. So if that's something you're interested in, shoot me a tweet. Let me know. I'd really appreciate it. I, well, I I don't have to shoot you a tweet because I have you on my show and I can say that I'm very excited about both of those. The name is still, uh, we're still cooking on a lot of stuff, but I have the basic format down and I've got about like 20 guests already lined up because people just have a lot of feelings about Mass Effect, which is why I'm making a show about it. Good. I feel like that's the right, that's the right reason to make a show about it. And that's better that than the opposite, right? right? (laughs) So this week we are playing Star Wars, uh, Fantasy Flight Star Wars, uh, Force and Destiny. Uh, I'm very excited about it. I enjoy a good Star War. Um, so why don't you introduce your character this week? So this week I am playing uh, a Force-sensitive Chiss by the name of Razia Eleanor. And she goes by Razia, as the Chiss nomenclature is. Um, she is a Sentinel. She specializes in... Uh, well, her she's got the Shadow Specialization, so uh, she's just... You know, your average uh, rogue inquisitor who maybe did a lot of bad things, but, you know, maybe really wants to do some good. I, th- nothing is nothing says Star Wars quite like a good redemption story, so I'm really excited. <laughs> Correct. So, we open shortly after the Battle of Yavin on uh, a, a, a rebel-aligned, like, transport vessel. Yavin has been compromised, but they haven't yet settled on Hoth. They're sort of, they're, they're live, the rebel, the alliance is on the move. Mm-hmm. Razia has been summoned by Jandadana. Uh, a, an imp- a mission of utmost importance and utmost secrecy. Alright. So we open on this big sweeping shot of this, like, crowded, v- very Star Wars 70s crowded, like, transport vessel shot. You know, the people at the view screens are all, like, watching the dots go by. Mm-hmm. Describe to me 
like the opening shot when we first see Razia. So you see a comms officer handing off a data pad to um, one of the people at the screens who kind of check stuff off and then hand it back. And instead of the communications officer, you see a blue hand reach out and kind of snatch, intercept mm-hmm. that data pad. And uh, as she is walking towards Dodonna, she checks something and then hands it off again. Um, and you pan up to a pair of blazing red eyes and a rather intimidating countenance. Hmm. Everybody in the room is intim- like is is immediately Chis on guard. Kids are scary, you guys. Except Nobody for, trusts them. Except for Dodonna. Dodonna is... You actually see him relax a little bit when you enter the room. He sort of... His... his that sort of very admiral, very haggard, that, that very, like, constantly having a long day look <laughs> sort of softens when he sees you. And he kind of lets out a smile and he's like, Razia, how are you? How are you holding up? No better or worse than yesterday, I suppose. Yeah. Well, you know, we're... We need to, we need to celebrate now because at least the Death Star is gone. We have we have a moment. Well, let's take a moment to to breathe now before we get into the business stuff. And he um he actually grabs um I don't know what the equivalent of wine is in Star Wars. Let's whatever Star Wars wine. Let's is. call it a glowing like maybe like a neon pink liquid. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> he grabs like a couple of those and he hands one to you and he's like, "Let's two." Putting Alderaan at peace. Um, she clinks her space glass and you see uh, her eyes sort of soften a bit. And uh, the rigid sort of professionalism uh, briefly melts away into maybe not peace, but definitely a moment of consensus. So he drinks back his pink liquid with a slight sense of reservation and he stops and he says that's actually why I called you in specifically I we the Rebel Alliance has a job that we need your particular set of skills to enact and it's I think that you might have a better understanding of our Target's the wrong word, but it's the best word that I can come up with. You might have a better understanding of the target. Mark. The person of interest than the mm. mark. Yes, thank you. The mark than most. Um, Tell me, does the name Lysentome mean anything to you? You can make a... Make me a core worlds or education or... Something Ooh, to that I've effect. I've got a rank in core worlds, so I'm gonna do that. What's the difficulty? Perfect. Uh, we'll call it average. All right. I got four successes and a threat. Great. So you know the name. The name immediately jumps out to you. He, uh, licensed home was a Duros engineer that was living on Alderaan. Or he was. Yeah, he was very pot. He was very. He was a big sort of university head in on Alderaan. Mm. Was responsible for a lot of sort of low-end sort of computer uh, innovations 
a lot of like the little things like microchips and stuff like that he kind of designed. Okay. He was he was he was brought in he's brought on to Alderaan shortly after uh he he came into Alderaan shortly after the the Clone Wars. There's some talk that perhaps he was allied with uh the Trade Federation or the separatists during the war but he he defected. Mm-hmm. He came over and he was building these things sort of helping research on Alderaan. But uh so the name rings a bell. More than a more than a bell I'd say. Yeah. And Dadana stops for a moment and he tries to find the right words. He says Lyson was loyal to the cause. He was perhaps not he was never he was never outwardly uh working with the Rebel Alliance, but he was spreading he was he was spreading the good word. But mm-hmm. then Alderaan happened. And he has gone underground. He the, the last few communiques that we got said something to the some things to the effect of and he pulls them up and he just reads If they're building that, then we must do the same. Do you think he was connected to the Death Star? I don't know if he was connected to the Death Star, but I don't doubt that he had an intellect that could build things that perhaps couldn't blow up a planet, but could certainly do a lot of harm. And I think he was angry to a point where I think he could build something that would enact that on people. And I don't know that he has the best image of what, of where the Empire starts and the people that we're trying to save stops, or vice versa. So you need someone to find him and assess the threat he may pose to the Rebellion. Yes. She nods. Uh, His last known whereabouts were he, um, a rebel ship that he, a rebel transport ship that he was on was detected near the planet Locke in the Outer Rim. We can we can take you to the general sec. We can take you to the system and dr- and sort of put you overhead. There, it's not a pleasant planet, mm-hmm. but it's also not particularly populated. Somebody with your skill set should be able to sense him fairly well. Sounds good. Uh, when do you want me to ship out? Uh, and at that moment, the. The stars turn into lines, and the ship goes into hyperspace. And he says, "You're our, we're already shipping." <laughs> and we get the Star Wars hyperspace thing where the ship flies off from frame, and we cut to Locke. Locke is a brown and green and yellow dirt planet. It is in the outer rim. Uh, clouds of sulfurous gas are spiraling. And they're hovering overhead. They're preparing a landing ship for you. And uh, Dadana is in the docking bay with you. Asks, do you have any questions before we send you down? We're going to be staying up here cloaked. We don't want to give him the sense that we are hunting him. Because I think that might give the wrong idea. Mm-hmm. Um, real, real quick, she doesn't... So I have her equipped with 
a vibro knife because she's very like mm-hmm. do I do I need to give her a blaster or something? Um Yeah, we'll give you we'll I'll, I'll, yeah, we'll give you a blast. Like they they hand you a blaster and like say like you might not you might not need it, but <laughs> my only concern was whether or not she was equipped. Um No, I think she's good. I think we're ready to ship out. Okay. Uh Dadana offers uh, a firm handshake and says, May the force be with you. And also with you. And the the landing ship takes off. As you're uh you get into the atmosphere, and these these yellow sulfur clouds are surrounding you and the smell, that rotten egg smell of sulfur immediately like hits you even through the airlocked mm-hmm. ship. It's thick. It is a thick scent. And then the alarm starts on the landing vessel. Oh goodness. There is a projectile like projectiles are coming and pretty immediately something something hits the ship and you go down. Uh the ship the ship lands in a like dusty deserty field. A few like leafless plants are around you sort of like tumbleweeds and shrubs. Mm-hmm. And the ship is badly damaged, and but you are alright. Okay. Oh, real quick, I just rolled my Force and Destiny because I forgot to do that at the beginning of the session, and oh, I yes. got one dark side point. I will do that right now. Two dark cool. side. Cool. Three dark side. Great. <laughs> Good. So, in fact, I'm going to flip one of those to say that, to explain the fact that the ship was hit by a weapon before you had a chance, or before you or the landing crew had a chance to react. Cool. That makes sense. That feels like a good dark side. Yes, it flip. does. Cool. Um. So the ship is damaged. You're on the ground. Um. Uh, make me a vigilance or perception check. We'll say difficulty for this is three purple. Okay. Hard. Um, uh, is is would you say that uh her vision would be impaired by the gas? Yeah, 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 I'll, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Chiss actually have an ability that allow us to... Oh, dang, you didn't give me a setback, so never mind. Ugh, I can't use that to upgrade anything. Oh, I'll give you, I'll okay, give you a well, setback for that, because definitely, like... In fact, take two setbacks, one for that and one for reasons that will be removed. All right, well, the Chiss species ability allows me to remove up to one black setback die added to checks by uh, visual lighting conditions. So, Perfect. Cool. That setback goes away, so you have one setback, two purple, or three purple. I have a failure and three advantages. Okay. Uh, so what do you want the advantages to be? The failure is, the failure is, you land, you don't see where the projectile came from, but like you know that something shot, you know something shot you out of the sky, but you can't say what okay. it is. So what are your so advantages? So my advantage is that uh, as we shot through the clouds, there was a moment. Uh, there was a moment of um, clarity that I was able to uh, orient myself on the planet. So I don't know, like, I'm okay. not unaware of where I crashed. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Um, cool. So, so you know roughly where you are, and you know, and uh, I will tell you, you are near a, a monument on Locke that you've heard about here and there sort of as a historical, like, curiosity, almost. Mm -hmm. The Great Maze of Locke, Mm -hmm. also known as the Labyrinth. 
It is a, a, a giant square maze that no one quite knows where it okay. came from. It's just this, it's, it's a perfect square and it's a maze, like a labyrinth of tunnels. There's a few different entrances, mm-hmm. but you're, you're a few, ma- a few, uh, parsecs. You're a few miles from that. A few clicks. All right. Um, do I have communication with anyone? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, uh, yeah, you have, um, you have your comlink communication with the, the, the vessel up above. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to radio in, um, all right. So Razia picks up her, or attaches it to her ear mm-hmm. and says, General, uh, we've been hit. There is, seems to be, there seems to be someone who didn't want to make us, want us to make it to the ground. And he, I, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. He didn't, those, those transport vessels weren't equipped with, like, that kind of weaponry. They weren't, he shouldn't have that. That's, well, maybe someone found him who does. Yeah, that might, that's the best case. Um, we can try to ready another landing vessel for you. It'll take a few hours to fuel, so stay safe, I guess. And we'll ready the landing vessel. Uh, we'll have the same drop point. Just do me a favor and don't get hurt. Don't I always, she says, and terminates the link. We get a brief shot of we get a brief shot of him like chuckling <laughs> under his breath, a little smile forms. So she is right. going to um, probably. She's she doesn't want to be a sitting duck. Sure. Um, so I think she so she has a rebreather, so she's going to put that on and uh, probably gather her gear and head out, uh, get away from the ship because uh, she doesn't want to be a sitting duck for at the bottom of a column of smoke. Sure, sure, sure. Um, okay, so um why don't you make me in that case a stealth check this is going to be opposed this is two purple and a red taking advantage for uh take two advantages one or two blue dice one for like staying low and one for the cloud cover Mm -hmm. okay um and my force talent is that I can add another blue boost to all stealth checks unless the opposition is immune to, in, immune to force powers. They are certainly not. Rolling. I got... It's a wash. Three advantages. Okay. Uh, what do you want your advantages? Mm, I probably... Let's say that I was able to find some adequate cover. Like, it's more, like, more defensible. But it's up to you sure. whether or not they see me. Uh, okay, yeah, um, so, you're moving, you're undercover, you, you make it more or less towards the maze, mm-hmm. um, Intel suggests that if someone has taken up residence, it's probably in mm-hmm. there. Alright. So, so you make your way over there, no one has visibly, uh, visibly moved in okay. on you. But it doesn't mean they haven't moved in on me. Cool. Um, so yeah. I'm gonna dive straight for the just keep heading straight for the maze. Alright. So you come on one of these these doorways and the door uh, the the walls of the maze are about twenty feet high. Mm-hmm. They're they're big, they're ta- like they're big 
there's these doorways are about maybe 10 feet wide, like just open sections of wall. You walk through and it's a series of like perfectly spaced 10 foot corridors and 20, uh, like 20 foot walls. You can see the sky, but there are some sections where it look where like it's been sealed off. Okay. So some sections are open air, some sections are not. You make me a... Yeah, so you move, start to move through. Um, Make me a perception. All right. Actually, no, actually, you just hear this. You hear metallic footsteps coming from, we'll say, uh, the tunnel. Like, you walk in and there's an immediate... It's like an immediate uh, T-bone, so it goes left mm-hmm. and right. To the right, like you hear coming around a bend, metallic footsteps. About three beings worth. Cool. So I'm going to. Is there anything I can check here? Yeah, I'm just gonna flatten myself against the wall and see if I can escape okay. their notice. All right. That would be stealth? Yes. And what's the difficulty on that? Uh, it is going to be just one purple. It is opposed by one All purple. Right. <laughs> I got a failure in five advantages. <laughs> okay. So, um, so the advantage is... The advantage is... As they're walking, you can... Something rings familiar about these footsteps. Mm-hmm. So you, you know what you know what's coming, and then they're going to turn the corner and see you. So, so you can ready whatever action you want. Right. You recognize these, like, clanking footsteps. Is it laminate armor? No, mm-hmm. it's... Like, they're... You hear, like, the steps are accompanied by, like, whirring of joints. Oh, great, droids. And, like marching like they're walking with a particular formation Mm -hmm. but like the metal is creaking and rusting Mm -hmm. and like grinding against itself okay so i am going to take this action now to aim ready my ready my blaster and aim so three rusted beat up looking battle uh recommissioned battle Mm -hmm. droids turn the corner see you and are like and go ahead and take uh, take that shot. What's the difficulty on that? Uh, one purple. one purple. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it is. I think two, two purple. Okay. So I took a blue to aim and <laughs> failure and three advantages. <laughs> Why am I rolling like this? It's 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 been a difficult day. <laughs> You're off. You're off balance. Their ship went down. It's been a rough day. So you open fire, and they enter into like battle mode. So they they start. Uh, they sort of take cover around the corner, and sort of ready. Like it it goes into full firefight mode. So go ahead and roll me. Um, I guess this will be cool. Mm-hmm. And then we'll we'll dive in. I'm so good at cool. What's the difficulty? There. Or is, is uh, there... just a flat, just a flat just cool a flat roll cool. for initiative. Right. Yeah, that is a success and three advantages. 
Alright, they got a success. No, they got one advantage. So take your action. They are sort of like crouched around the corner, peeking out just to sort of take like take aim. Right. So I'm gonna shots. aim again and shoot again. Alright. Two difficulty on that as well. Yeah. A failure and two advantages. Ugh. So what do you want the advantage to Um be? the advantage for me will be I'll, I'll probably wait um, and give okay. that time, the, the time that I used to wait. Could I, like, skip my turn and let them go twice, but, like, then have double double the blues on my next aim? Like, I wait yeah, for yeah, them absolutely. to, like, feel their pattern and vibe and stuff. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. So they are rolling. Uh, They are rolling. They got one success, so take... Uh, take nine wound minus your strain as a blast from blaster rifle fire. So they like shoot over your head and rocks tumble, and you've got to like roll out of okay, the way. Okay, so I'm so am I taking strain or am I taking wounds? Uh, take wound. All right. And then minus your right. soak. My soak and is... an armor at whatever defense you have. All right, so I'm taking eight damage because I don't have. I'm not that armored, guys. <laughs> All right. So. So they've opened fire and they say like Is they ready another shot? Um, so I'm gonna yell. Who do you mm-hmm. report to? We are part of Admiral Tom. Wait, that's the Duros, right? Okay, I didn't yeah. write down his name. She's gonna So she's gonna put her hands up, I guess. Okay. And say put- Oh, are they are they rolling again? Oh, no, no. The, the second you put your hands up, they just, like, hold. And she walks around the corner, has her blaster dangling by her pinky, doesn't drop it, but is, like, not holding it. And she says, I'm here to see Admiral Tome. I come in peace. I thought you were an enemy. I apologize. Mission accomplished. Enemy target obtained. <laughs> <laughs> um... So they they start like saluting one another and like marching you and one of them stops and looks over its shoulder and says Who did you bring with you? I came alone. False life form detected. Who did you bring with you? As it's like looking over its shoulder back towards back towards the entrance where you came in. Great. Someone must have followed me. And they, they take their they take their blasters. Uh, two of them take their blasters and go out and they say like Report to Admiral Tom immediately. We must dispatch threat. <laughs> and uh, as you start to walk with the third one, you hear two blaster shots and two robot bodies hit the oh. Oh no, so she's gonna start running. Okay. The other uh battle droid starts to take aim at you, but then turns around, blaster shot, goes down. Yep. Mm. <laughs> gonna try and outrun this guy. Alright. Make me an athletics roll. What's the difficulty? Uh the difficulty is one purple or is athletics based on agility? Athletic 
No, it's Bron. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one, one yeah, purple. Athletics yeah, athletics is Bron. Yeah, one purple. Uh, two successes and two advantages. There you go. Now yeah. you got it. <laughs> I just not good with blasters, guys. <laughs> The uh, the advantage, I will say, is you get a look at the person chasing you. They are... Uh, he is an old man. You see him running with a little bit of a limp. He's got a heavy blaster in his hand. He is wearing an imperial jacket, but it's opened, revealing, like, uh, a, like a tank top underneath. So, like, off-duty imperial, maybe? Yeah, like that. And he's got the buck. He's got the bucket hat, but it's pulled real low. It's kind of hiding his. It's kind of hiding his mm-hmm. eyes. He's got like a big black mustache. That's sort of. It's all kind of hiding his very severe features. He looks very old and very tired, and he's like chasing <laughs> you down. But he can't keep. He can't keep oh, up with buddy, you. Buddy, I almost feel bad for him. Um. So. I think Razia is gonna. I think she thinks she that she clearly has the advantage here. I mean, she has four brawn, so mm-hmm, I'd right. say that she has an advantage here. Um, but she's going to stop and point her blaster at him and say, "Who are you, and why are you following me?" He points a blaster right back at you. I've come a long way for you. Where'd you come from? Oh, you know, here, there. Job, job goes where the job goes. Just. What are your orders? My orders? I find you, kill you. The usual. Who did you report these orders from? Inquisitor Rugen Cole. Frankly, I, I'd rather get them from a morph, but you know how it is. Um, just make it easy on me and put the gun down. Why should I do that? Because I don't want to have to kill you. She's going to aim and shoot. Alright. So that's going to be two... Oh, no, it's because it's uh, close range, so it's just one Mm -hmm. difficulty. Yeah. Two successes. Alright. Six damage. He... Six damage. But I think, um... Doesn't double successes uh, take the up sh- the damage? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it's six per success. Okay. So that's mm-hmm. 12. Yeah. Um, you shoot and... Uh, you shoot and you catch him right in the side and he sort of staggers back. He staggers back and he sits down and he just starts breathing heavily. And he puts the gun down and he just looks up at you and he's like... Just, just do me the favor and finish it. This is always how it was going to end. I suppose I knew that. So, um, she's going to walk over to him and use the butt of her blaster to knock him out. Okay. And probably, probably also (laughs) give him some, like, give him, like, a stim, because she doesn't want him to bleed out. She just doesn't mm-hmm. want to deal with him. Sure. <laughs> and she sure, feels sure, sure. bad for this, like, old clone who's forced to track her down. Yeah. He's an old clone Jedi hunter. He's tired. Poor buddy. She feels real bad. Um, so, as you do that, you actually, 
you realize, like, you look, you get a close look at him, you realize you've actually, like, seen, or at least you've seen him in, like, meetings before, mm-hmm. back when you were an Inquisitor yourself. And he is, yeah, like I said, he was, he was a Jedi, he was, he was in charge of, hunt, of tracking leads of Force-sensitive people mm-hmm. that the Empire did not think were useful. Or that the Empire considered a liability. Right. So, like, uh, the Inquisitors were tracking in people to turn into hands of the Emperor. He was tracking down Force-sensitive people that they, that they just wanted cleaned up. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, yeah, she doesn't want to kill him. She wants to make her jo- his job easy, but also... Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to make his job easy. She wants to make his life sure. easy and maybe let him go. And maybe give sure, him sure, a sure. reason to doubt his employers. Sure. So after she takes care of that, she's going to walk walk back towards where the droids were taking her. Yeah, you follow these tunnels and it's a maze. So like it's so it's initially completely overwhelming. Mm-hmm. You know, like you take a turn, there's a dead end. You take another turn, there's another dead end. But like you close your eyes and you can sort of feel a presence. You can feel a life force a ways down. And so you sort of follow that. Mm-hmm. And it kind of it kind of clicks with you that that might be part of why Dadana all act like really wanted you here was that you had we would have an easier time navigating this maze. Right. You make your way. You you come towards to like a section sort of in what you surmise to be like the northeast corner of this maze. Okay. And there is. What appears to be, like, a scrap heap, jury-rigged version of a droid factory. (laughs) Like, ship parts, like, ship parts, parts of engines are, like, compressing things into chest pieces. Mm -hmm. And, like, uh, old, bits of old jet, or old, like, engines are serving as welding tools. It's a lot of that. Right, right. If you remember the uh, the market scene from Force Awakens, it looks a lot like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, can I make a perception check to see if there's anything interesting oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And what's the difficulty on that? Uh, the difficulty on that is going to be a two average. Two successes. Great. Um, you see that there are a few, like, everything in here has that patchwork aesthetic. Like, everything in here is made with junk and bunk and whatever was scattered around. Right. There's a few maintenance droids, like, picking up parts, picking up boxes, and, like, moving them around. hmm On a tiny stool in sort of the center of the, or, like, yeah, in the center of this, like, workshop area, you see a, a short, fat Duros is, like, fiddling with some like a data like has unplug or like disassembled a data pad and is trying to like fiddle with it trying to almost looks yeah he's trying to like fiddle with it almost trying to hack something or other mm-hmm. and he's just working there's a few battle droids standing at attention they've got their eye on you and there is a a large mass it goes halfway up the wall of this maze that has a tarp over it Various uh, machines are pumping are pumping out the battle droids, astromech droids, whatever. They're mm-hmm. pumping out what they're pumping out. Okay. Um, I'm going to approach the Duros. Okay. He looks up, and he initially sort of goes on guard. You see him reach for a holdout blaster at his side for half a second. And then he kind of, like, looks around and realizes that 
he's already got the battle droids. So he kind of rests a hand back on the data pad. Empire send you? General Dadana, actually. Dadana? Why? Just... I'll tell him, tell him, it'll, tell him it'll be ready soon. It's fine. What will be ready soon? What do, you, what do you mean, what will be ready soon? We've been talking about this for weeks. Dodonna told me that he hadn't heard from you in weeks. And that I was, and I was sent to come see what had happened to you. Well, that's, that's ridiculous. And he, he gets up and he sort of, uh, hobbles over, picks up another data pad, pulls up some old communiques that appear to be from General Dodonna. That say, like, you know, that say, like, we'll be by to pick this up. Our operatives will be by. We'll have X amount of people. We'll have, like, five people. We'll be, we'll be here within such and such a time. And it's marked as, like, basically now. Like, this says the time of pickup is within a few minutes. <laughs> right. Um, um, can I use... Hmm. Would it be an underworld check? Because, uh... Yes, yes, that would absolutely be an underworld check. So I'm trying to figure out, because I know Dodonna didn't send these messages, and I know, like, the way rebel encryptions work, so would I be able to use, say, like, an underworld check to determine who sent this, judging just by the encryption? Absolutely, that's pretty, yeah, absolutely. Give me a two, and um, that deduction gets you a blue dice. All right. Or two difficulty, rather. Yes. Um, And a blue dice. I'm proficient. That is a success and an advantage. Beautiful. Um, yeah. So you are looking over this, and you you know that you you can. This all looks real legit. Mm-hmm. Like, if you weren't certain of all of those things, <laughs> like you'd probably have been fooled. Right. You're so you, you look you study all of this, and you think back to like what you know about the region and about regions that were sort of what you know about planets and systems that were sort of under the jurisdiction of the trade federation. That would be the outer rim, right? Yeah. What you know about that is a lot of these places tended to get, they got moved in by crime syndicates, particularly black sun. Mm -hmm. Black sun moved in on a lot of these old places because there was facilities for making things on the cheap already in place. Okay. And if Black Sun was looking at that, then they were probably able to forge whatever encrypted uh, communication, like whatever communication channel, they were probably able to fake it. Right. So you don't know for sure, but you've got a pretty good idea that so that a Black Sun aligned individual has made it seem like they are General Dodonna and has convinced this angry, this poor angry man to make something. She hands the data pad back to him and says, I regret to inform you that you've been communicating with a forger this whole time. Whatever, Whatever you're making, whatever you're building, it's not for the Empire, or it's not for the Rebellion, and it's not for the fight against the Empire. And I have a strong feeling that a crime lord's about to show up and take all your hard work. That's that's ridiculous. You couldn't. No one could fool me. I the the rebellion needed the 
look, they have... You you saw what the, the, the Empire has. Like, they... Of course the Rebellion needs the... What? I don't... And at that moment, you hear more footsteps coming from the tunnel that you came down to get here. I'm going to need you to get to cover, and I'm going to need you to tell me everything you know about what you're building here. It is... Oh, by by the force, I messed up. I... Oh, I just... I was so angry that I didn't... I thought that this is what the Rebellion wanted, and... Oh, they can't. They can't have this. It is... And... Uh... It starts to, like... It stands up. There's no other way to describe it. It stands up. <laughs> the thing behind him covered in tarp? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Legs emerge, legs emerge from the bottom of the tarp. <laughs> Incredible. It stands to about, now, 12 feet. Mm-hmm. It's a... It's a droid. I make droids. I'm a droid specialist. Um, it's a droid for combat. Uh, they can't have this. And he's just like, starts like, he starts shaking. He just starts visibly shaking and hyperventilating. She walks over to him and puts a comforting hand on his shoulder and says, I understand you're upset. This maybe even would have fooled me, but I need you to know. That right now, some people are going to come and try and kill you. So, please order your droids to get in formation. And he he stops for a second. And he looks around at the, the, the three or four battle droids. And he says, A tin hut? And, uh, we have been placed under the command of a Rebel Alliance Admiral. And he looks at you and just kind of gives you a quick nod, like, hmm. Thumbs up. <laughs> Follow any orders that she gives. Uh, this is top priority. The The Empire, quick nod to you, uh, has come to collect this. <laughs> Ready for action. Battle formations. And they sort of take, they line the walls, New Hope style. Oh no, he's so cute. <laughs> um, she looks at him and says, is there any way you can get this to these landing coordinates? And he... He looks at the coordinates and he says, I, I don't think I can. I don't, I've, it took, it took me two weeks to find this spot, to like find a secure spot. Like I can't, I don't think I'm getting out of here, of these tunnels any, like easily. <laughs> but she... I, I mean, but these droids will listen to me if you can make your way, if you can make your way with it. That sounded weird. If you can make your way out of these tunnels with this droid. She nods and says, I'll do what I can. Um, Let me get in contact with the general. And she goes over to a corner and hails him with her calm, calmly. Hope you have good news for me. Well, uh, it seems that uh, our good friend has been building us a droid. Uh, right. Little beknownst to us. The problem is, someone is very good at mimicking your encryptions, General, and I think the Black Sun is on its way to take it from us. The Black Sun? Oh, no. Okay. Um, 
Great. Uh, the landing vessel should be there in a few minutes. Just get over there and make sure they don't get the droid, I guess. Because I don't want... Whatever he made, it was. It had to be good enough that I don't want them having it. Oh, it's good. Great. We will see you in a minute. Roger, roger. And she cuts Roger, roger. Um, there's a brief... There's another brief shot where he goes out the thing and says, Roger, roger. What roger, roger. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, hmm. Is there any way that I can get this guy with me? Or is he just gonna... Is he just gonna have to stay here? Make me a... Uh... Make me a roll for that, either however you want to approach that, whether charm, coercion, melee, if you just want to blackjack him, I don't know, whatever mm-hmm. your preferred approach is. All right. Um, I think I'm going to try, I think I'm going to try a deception roll. Okay. Um, what's the difficulty on that? Or do uh, I need difficulty... to pitch it first? Um, no, no, no. Make the We'll make the roll, and then we'll we'll go from there. His, okay. That's going to be against a two purple. Two purple? Yeah. I'll give you a blue, because he's it's a very panicked situation. <laughs> I got two successes and an advantage. Great. Uh, so what do you say to him? <laughs> All right, normally I would take the droid and leave you behind. But you are critical to the success of the rebellion, and I need you to come with me. He kind of puffs out his chest a little bit, sort of grabs the suspenders that he's wearing, and is like, critical, eh? All right. <laughs> and he looks around, and he he says, uh, he looks around, he looks at the droid, grabs the, the data pad that he's been hacking and activates it, and the droid, uh, an arm comes out and reaches from it, and it's just a big Goliath-looking... Like, kind of like an advanced battle droid, but like the biggest advanced battle droid you've ever seen. Oh my god, like a giant Atlas mech, but Star Wars? Yeah. Yes! Yeah. That's what I was hoping it was. And it's just Howard. Cool. It's like 13 feet tall. That's amazing. And it's like, it's got the gu- the cannon on the arm, like, it's ready to rock. She makes a mental note to requisition one of these when all is said and done. Good. Great. <laughs> um, he He activates that, and he's like, the three of us, we're moving through the tunnels. All other all other uh, troopers, all other battle droids, guard this spot. This is a, this is where we make our stand. Uh, and like the Atstromeg droid that was like moving around pulls out like a like a little adjudicator pistol from its <laughs> slot. And all of the battle droids get in position as about like as a Trandoshan in a finely tailored tunic. Like a beautifully dressed Trandoshan and two Gamorians and a few other various thugs, all with like blaster rifles, start to stroll down. You see them come through the tunnels and then you see like fire opening. Amazing. <laughs> cool. Uh, so she barks so- out droids attack formation and draws her pistol or blaster sorry great and is ready to go ham great so let's uh roll uh vigilance 
and just tell me the result. A success and an advantage. Okay, so they are going to go first. They got two successes and four advantages. They are they are ready to ready to brawl. Mm-hmm. They came ready to play. Um, so they start opening fire on the droids. I'm gonna roll. Okay, yeah. So uh, the firefight starts. It is wild, and. The, the Black Sun goons get an early and immediate advantage over everyone else. Mm-hmm. These battle droids were not, like, expecting the sheer level of... Less so tactics and more just sh- pure, like, shock and awe forward charge. A c- like, two or, like two of, the, two of the Black Sun people go down from battle droid fire, and the battle droids are all but wiped out. <laughs> okay. So they are like advancing. Uh, the Trandoshan points at the three of you, you, uh, you, you, Lyson, you, Lyson, and the battle droid. Like he points at the three of you, says like, "Get them, get that," and the two Gamorians kind of rush you, and that is your turn. And now it is your turn. Okay. Um. So I'm actually going to switch weapons. However, that All right. needs to be. I'm going to drop the blaster. And reach behind me um, and grab a black um, rectangular tube, press a button, and activate my orange lightsaber. Ugh. Cool as hell. Yeah, all right. So uh, so we'll call that the move, your your move action, so you Mm -hmm. have like a thing. So. uh, Your maneuver, so you have a move. If they're rushing me, I'm going to start slashing. All right. What's the difficulty on that? Um, I believe it is... Let me double check what the difficulty for a melee attack is. I think it's just one. Okay. But I'll double check it. I don't need to argue any blues for that. I'm just going to roll. <laughs> um, I got two successes. Great. Perfect. So how much damage is that from the lightsaber? Lightsaber. Basic lightsaber damage six. Cool. Sounds good. And I got two successes, so that'd be twelve or six to each, whatever is your preference. Uh, uh, oh yeah, they're but they're minions, so I was gonna say that triggers a. Cr- oh no, yeah, no successes. Forget, cut all of that. <laughs> uh, great, you take them down. Describe how you take down these two uh, Gamorian guys running at you with big blaster carbines. Um. So I do a a couple of uh. Twirls, um, and I, for the first one who gets me there, who gets there first, I kind of, with one slash, I sear off the end of his carbine so the gun doesn't mm-hmm. work, and then I uh, bring that back down and just like grab him, get him straight through the abdomen, mm-hmm. and then I turn, flip my lightsaber, and just get the other one like right through the heart. Okay. Um, what is your, I should ask this, what is your uh, morality? Um, probably light side presently. Right, I, <laughs> I, yeah, so I'm going to call that some conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is low conflict because it was self-defense, so I'll say two, one for each. Okay. Two points of conflict. Um, yeah, so, though you drop them both in an instant, they just go down. The Trandoshan is still pointing at you, like, get the... <laughs> 
And now he's just like, everybody get them! And they just start, like, knocking, now they're, like, knocking over the battle droids and just, like, rushing you. Mm-hmm. About, like, four more Rand, assorted, you know, an Aqualish, we'll say a, a Deveronian, <laughs> two humans. Very, you know, whatever we had in the costume closet for this scene. <laughs> whatever wasn't being used to the cantina presently. Right. And they point at you and he's like, just everybody, just get them. And they all run at you. And so on there, so they're going to make a melee attack. They get two successes, take... Okay, yeah, so take four damage. Okay, uh, plus soak, or minus soak? Uh, yeah, minus soak, yeah. Yeah, that's... Because so... they're just, like, coming up on you, like, now they're just, like, trying to trunch in you to, like, get past you to activate this uh, battle droid. Right, okay, so I take three damage. Cool. And I think... I'm gonna flip a light, I'm gonna flip a dark side. <laughs> okay. And say that the, the battle, or the, yeah, the, the super battle droid... Like, sees the fight, bef- and you hear, like, motors start to rev up. Mm-hmm. You hear it start to power up, and you you just hear a booming... Self-defense mode activated. Protect the doctor. All other targets. Deemed hostile enemy targets. Oh my God. <laughs> I have a question for you. Yeah. Hmm? Can I force influence a droid? I don't... S- huh. I'm willing to say yes. Okay, because that's her specialty. But I'm going to add a black to it, so yes. That's... But I'm going to add a black because it's a drug. Okay. <laughs> that's fair, okay. Um, I don't even know what skill I roll for that. Hang on. Would it be deception? Uh, I think so. Okay. Um, and I'd roll a force die with that as well. Yes. Um, what's the difficulty? I know one black. Uh, The difficulty is going to be one black and... Um, uh, one. One purple. <laughs> I got five successes, a threat, and one dark side point. Alright. So, uh, yeah, so you, you, you reach in to the, the, the mind of this droid, basically, and it's, for, it, it feels foreign to you, even as somebody that's very good at this, as mm-hmm. it is not an intellect that you're, that, like, you're used to influencing. Yes. So you reach in and you kind of have to like, just like bash it a little bit, right? In order to get it to like change its mind about who it's going to attack. Mm-hmm. But you see its eyes go dark for a second, like it shorts out for a second and comes back on. Defend the doctor, defend the doctor and Admiral Razia. <laughs> all other targets deemed enemy combatants. <laughs> Sounds good. Um. So she's going to roll out the way. Let me do okay. a let me do an athletics check for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what difficulty would you say that is? Uh, we'll call that because I'm just gonna roll its attack and just unload on everybody that's out here. Yeah. So that's going to be so three and two. Uh, that's going to be very difficult. That is going to be two red and a purple. Oh wow. Just to roll, it's just a, to roll to the side. Um, no, you're yeah, three purple. Okay, three purple to roll to the side, because then it's going to roll that on everyone else. Yes, because I'm not a target anymore. One success. Yeah, yeah, right. Cool. Great. You roll out of the way just as it unloads on these opponents. It 
it wrecks a lot of them. They all, they all, <laughs> the ones that don't go down flee. Amazing. <laughs> uh, the only one, the only person that's left standing there is the Trandoshan, uh, the arms dealer. And he sort of like puts up his hands and says, says like, okay, you've got me beat, but I'm a business, but I'm a businessman. What's it going to take for me to leave with that droid? <laughs> Arazia just points her lightsaber at him and says, I, I think he points the lightsaber and then it just pans. <laughs> we just get like a like a rainbow wipe to the <laughs> landing site. I think she wants to say something funny like, I admire your dedication. I admire your professional dedication. That's what she says. Yeah. So you say you point you say that and then like it just swipes and you have the droid with you at the landing site. <laughs> Sounds good. The lander starts to come down. And uh the lander starts to come down, you see it you you've got uh you've got Lyson next to you, the droid has been like it's turned off combat mode. And at the last second, like, as it's starting to land, you hear, like, a twig snap behind you. And you turn back and you see Runner, the the Jedi Hunter, standing behind you. Oh, no. Gun in his hand and, like, lowered at the ready. Yeah. And he's got bandages all along his, like, side. You could have killed me back there. I could have. Why didn't you? Because you're a victim of the Empire, too. You know, I never, I never questioned my job. Because if I stop to question it, then I would have to answer for everything that I've done. Today I question what I've done. And he puts down, he puts his blaster on the ground and he manacles his hands. And the lander drops. Lander lands. Uh, you fly back up. We cut back to that first, uh, that, that crowded, like, transport command center. Describe to me the shot as, as you make your entrance now after all of this. Um, she's probably leading a manacled runner by the back, mm-hmm. kind of like walking him through the base. Um, and she's a lot less, uh, intimidating, I think. She's like, people are still scared of her, but if you know her, mm-hmm. you can see the, mm-hmm. the relaxation. Like, she really feels like she did a good job today. And uh, she considers she considers it a success. Um, but every time she looks at Runner, that disappears, and you just see the the guilt of a reminder of every bad thing that she did with the Empire as well. Like she very much empathizes with him, and mm-hmm. uh, so as she's walking through the base and. Uh, you know, waving to some people who mm. may or may not wave back. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on how scared of her they are. I think one person really excitedly waves back. Yeah. I think there's at least one. And everyone else is like, oh no, what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> um, but she uh, looks at Runner and says, perhaps we can help you answer those questions together. And I think... Um, we see Dadana. He steps out and he looks Runner in the eyes and he says, like, who is this? 
Clone Soldier DX1997. At your service. Do as you will. And Dodonna offers a handshake. And he looks back, and Runner looks back at you, and he smiles a little bit, and he takes the handshake. And I think the handshake is immediately broken up by Lyson, who's like, I'm here, I've been told I'm very important. (laughs) Someone told me I was critical to the success of the rebellion, General Dodonna. (laughs) And Dodonna just puts his hand in his hand like, (laughs) And then the opening credits, or the closing credits start, and that's game. Uh uh, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. I yeah, like that a lot. That was good. That was really uh, good. Man, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. This was a blast. I had so much fun. Thank you so much, I'm, Jeff. I'm so glad. So real quick, where can people get a hold of you online? Um, you can tweet me at, at Maddie K. Ray, M-A-D-D-I-E-K-A-Y-R-A-Y. Or if you're interested in me helping you with your podcast or any future podcast you may have, uh, you can email me at mrayaudio at gmail.com. Perfect. Fantastic. Well, I'm going to throw it over to me in the distant future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take it, future me. Thanks, past me. And thanks again to Maddie for coming on to the show. That was super fun. I really loved it. If you're working on a podcast, whether you've just started one or you have one that's long established, you should definitely reach out to Maddie for editing assistance. Um, editing a podcast is hard. It's probably the hardest part of the job for me, and I know I'm not the only one that feels that way. So if that's something you struggle with or you're intimidated by, you should absolutely email Maddie at mrayaudio at gmail.com. It is worth your time. You should also follow Maddie on Twitter at Maddie K. Ray. You should also follow Party of One on Twitter at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. If you really enjoy the show, consider giving us a nice iTunes view, social media shout-out, or word-of-mouth recommendation. Or consider backing us on Patreon. Patreon backers get access to bonus material from the show, designer's notes for games that we've hacked into a two-player format, and more. And that can be found at patreon.com slash Podcast. If you want to hear more from me, check out All My Fantasy Children, the podcast where Aaron Catano and I take your listener prompts and turn them into beautiful, thriving, vibrant role-playing game characters. Party of One is produced by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Ran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about coming on to the show or about advertising rates, shoot me an email at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And that's it for me. Until next time, thank you for listening. Fight the forces of fascism every single day. Party on. Never gonna die.